You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. The Auburn Arena time is 9.21 p.m. I am your host, Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter. S stands for shopping left to do. Oops. On one side of me, through the magic of the internet, a man who hasn't shared his updated MCU ratings with the new Spider-Man, right? uh, and maybe I don't even know if I've seen it with the Eternals and Black Widow either. Uh, it's Chief. No spoilers, but how'd you like Spider-Man, Chief? Uh, buenos dias, buenas noches, buenos aires. I don't know. Uh, it uh, it's uh, good. Good. It's fine. It's good. It was, I, I had a good time. That's how you know it's good, is that Hate Nest Chief is on the lowest end of the spectrum of reviews I've seen for Spider-Man. Yeah. And he's still saying, it's, it's good. It's fine. It's not mind-blowing, awesome, amazing, screaming in my seat. Uh, guys next to us saying uh, LFG over and over again. I don't know if you remember that. Putting his, putting his uh, feet oh, on God. the chair below, and they packed out... Yeah, so Chief and I went opening night, Ugh. and this guy had his feet over the chair in front of him, and that's the only open seat in the, the theater just about. On that row, for sure. Yeah, I mean, especially there. Uh, obviously, like people on either sides of that seat. I don't know. Extremely obnoxious. Made me mad. Losers. If you're listening on to the it, other side, you're a loser. Hey. Yeah, they are. They're not listening to this, so that's fine. On the other side of me, a man who's going to the Birmingham Bowl, dang it. It is James Jones. Yeah, I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Where would you rather be on December 29th but Birmingham, Alabama? At 11 a.m.? On on, on the 29th? That'd be be late. Uh, 28th, that's right. 29th, you better be in Auburn Arena. At least it's not uh, at Legion Field. And at least... You don't have to watch UAP in that stadium. This is this is true. Uh, I, you know, I I figure I went to the other Birmingham Bowl. I might as well go to this one. Uh, sure. I originally said, all right, if Sakobi's going to play, then I'm going to I'm going to go to this game because I want to watch him play one more time. And well, Sakobi made a business decision, and I don't I don't fault him for it. Don't blame him at all. I mean, it's probably it's probably better for Auburn to get. Uh, some of the younger guys, some reps in a real game too. So, um, uh, I guess kind of going into this situation or into this game in a similar situation as the uh, 2015 Birmingham Bowl with no clear quarterback. Uh, oh, that's, that's the news. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we talked last week about Bo Nix transferring out. We got a destination this week going to Oregon. Oregon. Okay. Uh, with old friend Kenny Dillingham. 
You know, know, it's fine. He'll have to face Georgia again in his first game with the new team. He messed up. Might not not be the experience for the Ducks, but (laughs) he messed up not having an Oregon Trail themed announcement uh, video. When he messed up, that's poor branding on his part. But has he ever played Oregon Trail? Sorry, what? Said has he ever played Oregon Trail? I I Uh, highly doubt it. Yeah, but you gotta have. yeah, they yeah, keep they revamping can... it. There's a there's a there's it's one out. on the app store now. Have you played it? Yeah. Uh, no, oh, I know you have. <laughs> we had some weird 3D version of it. Yeah, I had that on our, our PC, and I, I never could figure out how to get it to work. I don't know if it was yeah, I never really it. played it. I, I had it, never really played it. I played it on the old Apple II CE or whatever at school. Uh. But yeah, uh, also in Pacific Northwest news, we're getting uh, a new offensive coordinator, Austin Davis, out of the Seahawks. There we go. Do we know if he's coaching in the bowl game? I doubt or it. Who is the act? If he's not, then who's the acting OC? Uh, Harson. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, could be. Could be Kisal. Could be him. Maybe. I think they're. I think the offensive staff is going to work together to put together a game plan. But oh I, boy, I would wager that. Um, that Harson's going to call plays. Um, early reports have been that he's kind of working a little more up tempo than we had. Um, yeah, be so, welcome. So we're going to go back to the Gus offense. Is that, is that That's straight from TJ Finley's mouth, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, how about Trevon Reed is the offensive coordinator? <laughs> Why not? He, yeah, he yeah. recruited great at the end of the cycle, which reward him with a game of OC experience. Austin Davis uh, said he's only been a coach for the last three seasons because uh, he was in the NFL before that. Uh, as a quarterback at Southern Miss. He's from North Georgia, right outside Chattanooga. Uh, broke all of Brett Favre's passing records. Really? Is he about from Trenton? Ringgold. Oh, Ringgold. That's, uh, I got, my family came from Ringgold. How about that? <laughs> he's your people, yeah. Chief. Yeah, could be related. So he'll come down here, and something I saw was interesting. He actually didn't even get a football scholarship to Southern Miss. He was on a baseball scholarship and then yeah. walked on to the football teams. Redshirted, started his sophomore year, and that's history. Um, yeah, it sounds like Carson will probably be play caller. Uh, Davis is coming in more as a quarterback coach, and he'll, he'll be the OC as much as the OC – doesn't call plays. Um, uh, I, game planning and uh, right, have, right. Have we had a? We have never had a coordinator that played a game as an opponent in Jordan Hare, have we? Um, did we play Southern Miss? What year? Twenty two thousand eight. Austin Davis was their quarterback. It's his first game, right? <laughs> I think it was one of them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the first one that he uh, he started. That may be, may be right. Let's see, Let's see what, what numbers he put up. He, oh, he wait, was, no. Uh, Bobo I think played he redshirted in that way. Bobo, Bobo yeah, Bobo played, played against this. So this is two in a row. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Muschamp would have. Well, Muschamp uh, did play true. against this. Yeah. yeah Muschamp did. I'm, I, there's probably more. Uh, oh, well, we had a head coach that played against us, Pat Dye. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but it wouldn't have been Jordan Hare. Oh, it would yeah. not Jordan Hare. It would have been yeah. Cliff Hare. Cliff Hare. And I think we were actually still playing in Columbus at that time. Really? We played Georgia. Wow. Yeah, the Georgia yeah. game was in Columbus until '59. Yeah, that's right. Uh, still pulling up his stats. 2008 was the starting quarterback. Pull up the game log. He had a good game, as I recall. Uh, his second career game. Okay. They opened the season against Louisiana that year. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say not bad for a not great Southern Miss team. 33 of 50, 268 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. 50? Was Chad Morris calling the plays? <laughs> uh, they were air raid back then, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, Freshman touchdown record with 23. Do we? Also do we? Do we know if he's on campus yet, or if he's uh, if he's just waiting until um, the Seahawks are done with their season, or what's going on with the that? The Seahawks are done with their season because they're well, terrible. Yeah, yeah. That, that puts a smile on my face. <laughs> Even if my team is terrible, at least the Seahawks Oof. are terrible. Boy, are they! <laughs> Yikes! It's been a been a hard uh, hard watch this year. The old Panthers. I feel like it's about everybody's terrible in the NFL this season, though. Yeah. Outside of well, yeah, even, even the Staying Chiefs. Is a fan, so. Even the Chiefs, you know, haven't looked awesome. Uh, uh, what was it? They said this was the first year that nobody had locked up a division with four games left. Yeah. But the Packers actually have looked pretty good this year. Oh, uh, well, and, and now they have. They've yeah. locked up the North. Yeah. That was the first one. We're not here to talk about the NFL or Aaron Rodgers. We're here to talk about the Birmingham Bowl. That's right. Uh, we're playing the Cougs, the Houston Cougs, with the uh, – I don't know what you'd call him, Dana Holgerson. Uh, Coach with the best hair in all of college football. The most uh, Alabama, Florida, Gulf Coast coach of all time. I mean, yeah, that dude – The guy that's very Texas. That dude has a house – in uh, Fort Morgan, for sure. Do you know where he's from? Uh, Out of curiosity. Uh, it's California or something crazy like that? He's from Iowa. But... Oh, okay. Somewhere yeah, not in the south. He yeah. looks Although... like he fixes boats and maybe <laughs> sells weed on the side <laughs> in, uh, in Perdido. <laughs> I mean, <coughs> Gulf Shores is absolutely his beach if he's from Iowa. Like... <laughs> There's yeah. no oh, doubt, yeah. doubt about it. And he also uh, coached under uh, Hal Money and Mike Leach. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's he's he's, he's directly one of those from the Mummy <laughs> Tree. So oh, yeah. yeah, he coached. I, I think he. Uh, I want to say he coached with them there in Kentucky, and maybe went to Tech with Leach, but I can't quite remember. If that's right. Yeah, he he was on the tree because he was a he was a player. He was a one of the slot receivers at Iowa Wesleyan. Oh. He was at Texas Tech from two thousand to two thousand seven. Yeah, that's what I thought. Went to be the Houston OC in no way. And then after uh, uh, the guy with the, the big smile uh, from West Virginia left, he went there. What was that guy's Stewart. name? Bill Stewart. Bill there Stewart. we go. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that put Tommy Tuberville in the dirt, right? Wasn't he the coach of that game? Yeah, yeah, he was the coach of that game because he was the coach of the one after it too. Yes, he was. He's rest in peace, Bill. I believe he's passed on. 
He has, yeah. Was it quite a risk you're taking there, Chief? Not quite sure, but yeah. No, I was pretty sure. Okay. okay. I was pretty sure that that happened several years ago. We don't really know what this game is going to look like, bringing it back to the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, as we said, don't know if Austin Davis is coaching or not. Um, Big doubt. We don't know the quarter. We don't really know the quarterback situation. DJ Finley sounds like he's going to play. Don't know how much. Don't know if he's fully healthy or not with that ankle injury. Um, but it sounds like D Davis will be playing some. Again, I don't know if that's just going to be uh, a specific package or if they're going to alternate drives or what. Um, but it's not like he'll get in the game a decent amount. Um, but this is kind of how bowl games are, especially these lower tier ones. A lot of guys opt out. A lot of guys are declaring for the draft, coaching changes. It's the exhibition is being nice, just about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to quite make of this one because we got a lot of dudes. Like this team won't even look close to the same team that we ended the year with, really. Other than maybe TJ Finley's our quarterback, so especially on offense. Uh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like most of the defense, short of uh, Jacob McLean, Roger McCreary, will will be around. Yeah, uh, I think we still don't have decisions on Derek Hall and Colby Wooden as far as playing for the draft, but hopefully like Colby wants play. to play with his brother. Let's, yeah. Fingers crossed for that. Uh, so we'll, we'll definitely need them in this game. Houston's got a yes. really good pass offense. Uh, they're 12th in the country in points per game. Uh, and again, like I said, Auburn without McCurry. Secondary is going to be a little thinner this, uh, this game, but they are sack prone. So if anything, maybe Derek Hall can, Get in the back backfield, kind of disrupt them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. As we were talking about earlier today, Chief, they, Houston's eleven and two, solid record. But they haven't really played anybody. Um, at least they haven't really beaten anybody. They played one Power Five opponent, Texas Tech, in Week One. Dropped that game uh, pretty tight, uh, and then they won out the rest of the way until the conference championship game against Cincinnati. Um, didn't feel like anybody really expected them to beat Cincinnati. Obviously, come in the playoff now. But eleven and two in the Americans still a really good record. They're they're a good football team. Yeah, good season. Um, it's 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 kind it's of the Bowl, honestly. Yeah, it kind yeah, of I, sucks I'm that they're in the Birmingham Bowl. I'm not really sure how the Americans' second best team wound up in Birmingham. Yeah, like, like that's. Uh, it's actually kind of embarrassing for on the committee's part. Of course, I I I guess they don't assign every bowl, but uh, yeah, no, that's more on the AAC for not having better bowl ins. Yeah, and and lobbying some other right. Like, uh, well, I, what are the non what are the non playoff bowls this year? Um, because the Orange Bowl is one. Um. Uh, Maybe the New Year's Six non-playoff. Yeah, bowl? yeah, New, New yeah. Year's Six non-playoff. Uh, the Peach Bowl is Pitt versus Michigan State. Fiesta is Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. Rose Bowl is Utah Ohio State. No, they weren't. They never take Houston. And anyway. Fiesta. What, what am I missing, James? The Sugar is Baylor and Ole Miss. Oh. 
and that's right. that one's con- yeah, contractually yeah. really obligated to be yeah, yeah. SEC. And, with, and the thing is, with Cincinnati being in the playoff, they don't have to take another group of five team in the major six. Uh, so yeah, it's a bum rap for them because they deserve a better bowl than this. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I guess their their reward is they get to play a uh, theoretically a good <laughs> Auburn team. Uh, um, theoretically, maybe. Yeah, I said theoretically. I, mean, I, I, I hate I hate to I hate to go ahead and start the stance of oh this game doesn't mean anything to Auburn. Oh, we're just a lowly six and six team. And I think they're going to kick our if ass. You lose, I'm just going to go, go throw it out there. I think they're yeah, going to kick mean, our ass. Purple well, from Houston's perspective is beating a six and six Auburn. A scalp? I mean, is it yes. that big a deal? Yeah, yes. it's a name. Yeah. It's a it's it's a top tier SEC school. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter if they're down. Yeah, it's one they should be getting a shot at a eight and four A and M, or yeah, yeah I kind of I kind of feel like they should be Kentucky or something like that. I kind of feel like maybe they should have replaced Michigan State and played Pitt. Well, the thing is, is after they lost, they, they got beat pretty bad by Cincinnati because their schedule was so weak. They're only, what they ranked, number 19 or 20? They were yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Well, so that kind of kept them out of attention for us. And, and this is kind of, it, it happened to, they're not the only one this happened to. I mean, you had BYU playing in Shreveport on the first yeah. of the bowl season. Yeah. That was, when they were literally. One of the best bowl games on the schedule, though, with them and UAB. And they, that was a fantastic game if you watched it. Oh, yeah. But they were once, if BYU had been one spot higher, they would have been uh, an automatic year six, six bowl. Yeah. Instead, a team that beat five Pac 12 teams had to play UAB in Shreveport in a rainstorm. Well, well, that's where you get into well, the committee does have some. Uh, say because they put them that low, so they didn't. So their buddies on the, you know, bowl committee. I don't know. But B, but keeping BYU out isn't a thing, though. I mean, they're a fairly big brand as far as. Yeah, but there's money. other there's other brands in there that would have got bumped out for them. I think is the thing. They're a big brand in Utah. They're a big brand nationally. There's Mormons everywhere. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I, yeah, that's, okay. that's the sole reason they're going to the Big 12. Is there's Mormons everywhere. That's true. Uh, got a review of uh, Legion Field Junior, as we're going to call it, by a source familiar with the stadium uh, inside the College of Mag family. He says, protective stadium. A brand new 45,000 seat stadium in the heart of Birmingham. Parking will probably suck and you'll have to pay for it. There are lots of local craft beer options at all the concession stands uh, and even liquor options around the field. Depending on, depending on how crowded it is, uh, anticipate long food lines. They haven't really worked that out yet. Overall, though, it's a very nice venue. Uh, in his opinion, not the opinion of everyone, it's really cool that Auburn gets to participate in the first ball game played there. Sure. It's a place I do want to go see a college football game at some point. I don't want to go to this Birmingham Bowl. No. And, uh, yeah, I knew the parking was going to be bad. I am staying in a hotel nearby. Not going to disclose that to dox myself, but that was one of the first things I did was check a hotel nearby and uh, immediately book that on points. You going to spend some time at the Top Golf as well? 
of course. There's an all day there. Uh, yeah, there's an alumni party there uh, starting at six o'clock. Bummer. In the morning or the night before? Yeah. Uh, the night before. But oh, we'll just okay. keep going. <laughs> Eleven o'clock kick. We'll just keep going. <laughs> might as well. Oh man. The last time we played in the Birmingham Bowl, uh, uh, our friend of the pod, uh, uh, Golson, and I, and I feel like somebody else was there with us. Was it, was it you? No. No, I was there, but I was You there. were there. Yeah. Uh, we went and saw uh, The Force Awakens at the McWayne Center in their dome uh, 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 IMAX because the, they, they had an th- actual 35-millimeter film there. Pretty uncomfortable experience. It was, you know, it was fun. Yeah, I saw Dunkirk in the, the Dome IMAX up in Huntsville at the Space and Dragon Center. Yeah. That was it's kind of rough. Such a good movie and so hard to watch. It's kind of <laughs> rough. That the, like looking up thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Pretty disorienting what you're trying to leave too after you've been staring. Yeah. Yeah. That huge screen looking up. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 stuff's cool for like short or like movies about space or something, but not uh, not real movies. Yeah, I saw one on the Blue Angels in Pensacola once. That was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. But it's yeah, like I saw 20 it. minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been to that one too. Cool. All right, let's do a little bit of a recruiting wrap-up from last week after we had a nerd on. Uh, if you want to hear a lot about these guys, just go back to last week and listen to it. He's the expert. Uh, we're just his loyal followers. Um, but we closed on almost everybody that nerd talked about last week, short of Curtis Perry and Darius Clemens, uh, Auburn up to number 13 nationally and six of the SEC. That was just about best case scenario. I think from what a lot of people were talking about yeah. a week ago, um, the top three players in the class right now, an Auburn class all committed last week and none of them were for sure things. Uh, Robert Woodyard, linebacker out of Mobile. Jadarian, uh, have we decided if it's Rhyme or, or Rhyme yet? Ryan, I think. I think Ryan? it's too similar. Yeah, corner out of Aldosta, four-star. Austin Osbury, another corner out of Baton Rouge. Um, so really bolstering the defense there. Uh, and then three JUCOs that all committed last week as well. And very highly rated guys. Uh, two safeties in Keontae Scott and Marquise Gilbert. Uh, they're the number three and number seven overall JUCO players in this class. And then Jeffrey Imba from uh, Gabon through France to Independence Community College. Number one overall JUCO defensive tackle. That dude is a monster. Um, I, I wonder if he knows Pierre-Emerick Yang. <laughs> also from Gabon. Yes, also an excellent footballer. Well, he was. When he's allowed to play. Yeah. When he, when he wants there. to be. Uh, he's, he played, you know, he played for Dortmund. Dortmund. Ah. And now he plays for Arsenal, but doesn't play all ways. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. Anyway, he's, he's also from Gabon and France. And then an English-speaking country is where he's at. Did, did he play community college soccer in Kansas? Um, no, I don't, uh, not to my knowledge. Um, uh, no. Um, I, I believe, uh, Emba's nickname is Thanos. Did I see that right? 
Uh, yes, you did. Well, he, that's what he calls himself. He, I don't know. If... He is about as big as Thanos. Uh, he's a large man. He is. He's not just big. I mean, he is ripped. Um, he's about the same size as any college athlete. But... He's about the same size as Simeon Bowers. <laughs> size, sure. Uh, <laughs> quite a bit. He probably doesn't have the same kind of handles. Probably doesn't yeah. have the same handles as this. Sam after uh, a couple Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> yeah, I think he's listed at six five or six six and right around three hundred pounds, and I in like one percent body fat maybe. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. That's what we all look like. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, it, it is interesting that Auburn. Not interesting. It's it's good that Auburn added all of these guys on the defense to yes. kind of maintain quality of play. We expected there, um, even though there were some issues with the defense last year, they came on really strong towards the end of the year. Um, and especially in the Iron Bowl, and these guys are only going to help with that. Uh, a lot of guys in the secondary to, to fill out where we're losing. Roger McCreary, Smoke Monday, a couple of veterans. Um, we're still short at offensive line. That's the caveat everybody has to mention yeah. with this class. Yeah. Uh, but we signed one, right? Signed one. We have, uh, if no, if none of the current offensive linemen use a COVID year and come back, we have 10 next year. That ain't great. That's not great. You assume they're going to get the transfer portal, but um, a couple of the big names out of the portal have already committed elsewhere. So, don't like to see that. Um, there'll be plenty more activity after the bowl playoff season ends, and then again after spring practice ends. So they'll bring in someone. But, uh, I, I, okay. I, at minimum, I think we'll bring in at least one other offensive lineman out of the portal. That would be my prediction. Uh, I think three has to be the minimum. Well, I, I would hope, but I think at minimum it will be one. I don't think we'll bring in none, but. If they bring in one, I might try and go back and uh, go back to school and play offensive line because they're going to need somebody. <laughs> they need a warm body. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, any other football thoughts before we take a break, guys? No, no. I don't want to. No. Don't want to? Okay. We've talked way more football than I uh, have ever yeah. uh, ever intended okay. to after I, that. That's the no, it's fine. It's fine. The, the uh, people want to hear about football. That's what they come to talk about, listen, whatever. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe maybe they fast forward through this part of the pod. All right. Well, after we uh, take this commercial break, we'll get to the good stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back at 26 minutes and 30 seconds. All right. Uh, it was a good week in basketball. I mean, 
it wasn't the downright dominant uh, performances that we may have wanted to see. But, um, it's two wins. That's all you can ask for. Uh, other teams in the state didn't necessarily do that. So Mm-mm. no, now one struggled. Uh, lost one and struggled with a, a team that they really shouldn't have. Line, you lined up. You had uh, an in-state opponent and a uh, a mid-major on their floor. Uh-huh. And Auburn went out and beat both of them. Yeah. Not everybody can say that. That's correct. Uh, Tuesday night, Auburn beats North Alabama 70 to 44. Um, this game was, uh, we, we talked about it potentially being a bloodbath, and then it was pretty tight at halftime. It was. Uh, Auburn really kind of came out and dominated the second half, though. Um, yeah. Williams only gave up 17 second half points. Uh, yeah, I believe that's that's correct. It was it was not a lot, and um, it uh, it was very comfortable in the second half. Like they yeah. came out ready to go. Uh, one of, I mean, right off the top, one of the best in game dunks I have ever seen. Uh, and luckily, with the holiday bleachers, uh, Chief, you and I got to be oh, right there. We're we're in prime position Debbie for Cambridge. that bad boy. Yeah, uh, Devin Cambridge with the just monster reverse jam. Um, and then on the like next two or three possessions, tried to follow it up. Yeah, couldn't quite get it home, but uh, okay. yeah, the crowd rocking. The best, uh, it's the best sideline dunk, or it's the best dunk I've seen while standing courtside uh, since uh, Terrell Turner went baseline against Georgia in the 2001 sub regional in Gadsden against Gadsden. Only. There may be one listener on this pod that gets that reference, but it uh, it was truly the best dunk I've seen since then. That was uh, uh, 20 years. So pretty good, Devin. Pretty good. Yep. Uh, I think Walker Kessler has another huge game in this one. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 5 blocks. You know, just stuff in the stat sheet. Um, yeah, Walker's, Walker was solid this half. Yeah, he had the finger roll working. Uh, just nobody on, on North Alabama could stop him inside. No. Um, it was pretty dominant there. And then, uh, he said, Devin played great. 13 points, five rebounds, uh, only for two turnovers. Um, I want to say, yeah, it was like a plus. Let's see, it was just plus minus. Uh, yeah, plus 26 in 25 minutes. Um, pretty incredible. That's just fantastic. He did not for this. Go ahead, no. no, keep going. We're talking about UNA still. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In the uh, the, the four factors in this game, uh, Auburn didn't shoot great, but shot better than North Alabama, forty three percent and thirty four percent. Won their free throw ratio for the first time in a long time. Getting little, I mean, both low numbers. Uh, Auburn was just point two three. Free throw attempt for field goal attempts to UNA's 0.05. Uh, won the turnover rate 15% to 25%, and won the offensive rebounding game 35% to 22%. So, yeah, I mean, when you do when you win all four of those, it's it should not be a close game. And ultimately, it was a 26 point win. Yeah, it was it was almost 30 points. Um, they scored a few points on the on the walk ons there at the yeah. end. So. Uh, Tough it was, break for uh, for those that had some 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 scratch on the game. Yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh, it was a twenty eight point line. Is that right? 
28 and a half? It would move between 26 and a half and, uh, and 29. Uh, I believe closing line was 29. So yeah, our, our, our buddy, uh, our buddy, John, apparently must've had it at, uh, at 25. What, what was the, what was the 26? Yeah. He must've had it at 25 and a half because, uh, he was excited that, uh, that, uh, he got the cover. So, <laughs> One other uh, thing we definitely have to mention in this game. Uh, I don't know how Dylan Cardwell didn't get a technical. But oh, my God. So much fun at home. Uh, just He bodied a ref. <laughs> well, okay. So he, he After a block a shot. On a guy he that was about a shot five, five. Before the, Yeah, before the guy even got the ball above his waist. And just sent it right back at him. And uh, he blocked it no more than six feet off the like it was like the, the ball was yeah. like not not would not have been above my head and he, he blocked it uh, out of bounds and went ballistic. It was uh, yeah. just a little Donkey Kong style and uh, kind of fell into the ref. Uh, he's just like he like bumped the ref. Like I don't know who, I don't know if he thought the ref like saw some white and thought the ref was you know wearing one of his teammates i don't know what happened there uh, and the ref just kind of stood there and took it i don't know uh we're lucky because he could have gotten teed up pretty easily there that was that was a little yeah a little much i mean there was definitely some uh stirring conversations at the next time out after that um, but still i mean we're getting that just about every game at Auburn arena now whether that's you know cardwell or katie johnson uh jamari smith i mean these guys we talked about how much we missed having Auburn basketball at home in a full arena last year. And this is why. Um, I don't know if it's, I mean, I do know. If part of it is the culture Bruce creates. Um, yeah. He goes out of his way to show appreciation for the fans and students and alumni. And that bleeds down to the players appreciating the crowd that Auburn has. And in yeah. turn, that makes for a better crowd. They, they feel heard. They feel like they are a part of the game. Um, and it's it's a cyclical thing that not every coach can figure out, and Bruce has definitely tapped into it. Well, um, I, I give a shout-out to, to Jeff Lebo, because um, I do think he had some input on on how the new stadium or new arena would be built when he was here. I mean, he, he pushed for it. He wanted it built. Um, but in, in Coleman or Coleman, good God, Beard Eves, uh, it's, uh, uh, it was not, you weren't, you weren't as close to the court, um, like that. And there, you could, you could be fairly close. Um, but there was a barrier between you and the court and it, it was just, it was a different thing than, than it is in the arena. Actually, I want to say there was, there was at least one spot where you could be actually closer because there were no courtside seats in front of you, but there's still a barrier between you and, and, and the court there. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it makes a big difference. And, and also that it's the entire section down there. Um, yeah. uh, and, and it, um, it, it's, it just, I, I, Lebo probably almost definitely had some input on how, how to have the fans, closer the students closer like that and it, and it just makes a huge difference because if you go anywhere where the students are not that close it, it's not it's it's not the same i i think it really helps it, it helps the students stay engaged um and and when the students are engaged 
it gets the entire crowd engaged. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, like you said, Bruce, Bruce knows that Bruce knows how, how lucky he is to, to have, uh, uh, have this culture that he, he, he built here. Um, and carry us to victories in many cases over the years. Yeah, there was there was no well-defined student section in BYU. Right, right. You knew it was the middle section. Yeah. Um, uh, it's kind of at center court, and then the one behind one of the baskets. Yeah. But it was it, nobody. There was no student entrance. There was no way. Uh-huh. No one that told you where to go. Nope. So if you had not been to a basketball game before. And we're not going with somebody that knew what the deal was. You were like, okay, where do I, where do I go? Yeah. You had no idea. Um, it wasn't, it was not nearly as well organized. Um, yeah. I mean, and I, I was a cliff dweller and it was still like not organized. It just wasn't, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't clear. Um, you know, I, I sat pretty close to the court a few times. Um, but that wasn't even always the goal there. It was just, a, it was, it was a, it was not as good. It was, a, it was a whole different thing. And when I first got here, we were good. So it's not like we weren't good and nobody cared. It was just not a thing. It was not what has been built here. Um, it was not the culture that, yeah. that Bruce has built. So shout out to the jungle and the people that are involved. I, I, I think it's, uh, I'll say it here. I get a little cringy, feeling when i hear president of the jungle and stuff like that but it's it's working like that's it's a thing that that is proven to work and it's you know the olds like me don't don't worry about us i mean when you have uh, a student entrance line have probably i don't know what you say chief by the time they open the doors an hour and a half before tip off the week after school lets out there was probably 300 kids in line already. Yeah, say. probably. I mean, good amount for a, against a team that's you know, the worst team on the schedule. And like I said, class isn't even in session. Yeah. I had a couple of uh, jump line right in front of me. Just yeah, scoot on in. Cause they were like, <laughs> these old people were going to pass all of them. <laughs> um, and then they didn't let uh, Ryan in. So, well, yeah, there's a whole issue with it. <laughs> the holiday features, the way they designated those tickets, but not a big deal. We still got courts in. Um, oh, and shout out to Stephen Pearl, one and zero all time as a head coach now. Yeah, him and uh, him and uh, Wes Flanagan tied for yep. winning it, winning his coach in school history. <laughs> Surely, there's at least one other person that coached one game and won one game somewhere along the way. Maybe not uh, even recorded. John Cooper had to coach a few games um, when Lebo was sick, and I remember he won one of them. There we go. So I th- probably I didn't think have a two long winning streak in the Lebo years, though. Well, uh, yeah, I th- it was it was one we didn't know that we were going to win. I, I remember that uh, Lebo was sick and and couldn't coach, so John Cooper coached that game and won it. But I think he had to do that again later and didn't win. So. Mm-hmm. Now that he's one and Well, after the UNA win on Tuesday, Auburn made the road trip to St. Louis. Definitely, it's like first big road atmosphere of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it sounded so, like a really good atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, it, 
the, the USF game was not at their home arena, not a big home crowd regardless. But this was what you'll see going to that possible environment. Yeah. Um, it, uh, loud crowd. Um, they, I mean, they thought they had a shot to win this one, and they did. They, they're a good basketball team. Um, they're going to be a, hunting for the tournament uh, later in the year. Nathan, um, uh, where where are they in Kipom now? After, I mean, it doesn't. St. Louis. Any, yeah, it doesn't take in the loss really. So, uh, yeah, I believe they're let's see, eighty-one now. I think they were eighty-two before. Top one hundred. Yeah, I mean they're. You said they're in a ten that's got six or seven teams that could all win that conference, and they might put more than one of them in the, in the tournament. So. Cool. Definitely no no slouch. It's a QN one for Auburn. That's huge. Um, and they they got the better of Auburn a couple different times. Uh, Auburn went on a run at the end of the first half to, to build up an eight point lead, but up until that point, they were St. Louis was kind of stifling the Auburn offense. Um, and then right out of halftime, St. Louis comes back, and within before Auburn could score a point. St. Louis had taken the lead. Yeah, it was it was really bad. It was as bad. So they had a they had a really long drought in the first half where they didn't score. And I want to say our drought in the second half went actually longer than that um, right. without scoring. Um, and it it was looking, you know, I I actually never I was like I never thought oh we're gonna lose this. Um, but coming into the game, I thought ah, we might lose this game tonight. But di- during the game, I I never really. Even when they did that run, I was like, uh, we'll be okay. I, I just, I really thought we could, we could finish them down the wire. Um, I just, I felt like our depth would really come through and, and that's actually what ended up doing it for us is our depth. As, as St. Louis picked up fouls, I think more or less their, their top three players all finished the game with four fouls. So they were a little hesitant there at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we talk about depth, but Auburn went with essentially the same lineup for the last eight minutes of the game um, with Wendell Green, Katie Johnson, Leor Berman, Jabari, and Walker Kessler. Um, uh, I mean, I guess that is your depth when yeah. you have <laughs> Leor Berman playing eight minutes at the end of the and, game. And Wendell. And Wendell, Wendell, Wendell yeah. it might not be on the bench for long. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, he's, he's playing starter minutes. He played 27 minutes in this game. Um, he's great bring, and, coming in off the bench. If, I mean, hopefully yeah. he's he's just happy with that. I, w- I would hope get, yeah. getting the minutes. I, the the minutes breakdown is going to get a shakeup regardless as Alan Flanagan comes back. We can talk right. about that a little bit. Um, four factors in this game. Uh, Auburn, Auburn won this game because they shot better than St. Louis. It's simple as that. Uh, 54% to 45%. Auburn shot 39% to three uh, as opposed to 23% for St. Louis. Um, St. Louis, the team normally there had been a good three-point shooting team coming into this game. We just couldn't find any rhythm there. Uh, that uh, the Jimerson guy couldn't miss there for a second. Yeah. Uh, well, and we kept the ball out of his hand in the first half. Uh, did not let him shoot from deep. And he had... Uh, they missed. They did not make a three pointer until the second half. Yep. So really, yep. their their second half numbers were not bad. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, they uh, they hit a big one 
after or was it after Lior's or after after uh, Jabari's towards the end? After Jabari's, I want to say after the corner, yeah. Uh, yeah. the corner that really started the uh, whole uh, the whole. Um, oh yeah, we're gonna win this thing uh, offense because mm-hmm. uh, I they they hit a big one after that, and I was like, well, good God, we can't even can't even do this. But as as soon as Jabari hit that one, their defense fell apart because they were so worried about him that that it opened everything up in the lane um and, well, and uh, the next time down the floor uh or it may have been not maybe not the next time but it would have been the time after that down the floor the jabari's wide open in the corner and i'm like screaming at my screen at wendell to get him the ball and two of their guys realize it freak out go running that way and walker kessler's like wide open in the middle and that was the first yeah. of the many many uh, oops there at the end of the game. Berg talked about it at the Auburn Observer this week. Uh, the last 11 possessions for Auburn of the game, Auburn ran the same play. Yep. And it was... Uh, Jabari's over in that same spot. Jabari's uh, in the corner. Wendell's got the ball at the top. Walker's up sets the screen. Yep. And, and a lot of times he didn't even have to set the screen. <laughs> no. Uh, and it was just a read, a read for uh, Wendell and he fed Walker over and over and over. Um, and that kind of is how Auburn ran away with it at the end of it. Yeah. Um, I say ran away. They only won by four. And, and they were, and they weren't, um, they weren't easy, easy gets. I mean, no, they Walker were great. To, they were just great plays. Great yeah, passes, they walk, great I mean, finishes. He was putting them up where nobody else could get them. And Walker had to go up and get them and just dunked every one of them. And it was crazy. Yeah. And then the one he didn't, uh, Wendell put off the glass and got in. So, well, and you, you think about it, we ran it those 11 times, uh, all five players. Cause we, we ran it with the same five players all 11 times. All five players scored yeah. on that play. Strindell had, um, uh, had a layup because he beat his man, and they, they had to hedge over to Walker. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Jabari had a big three, a big corner three. Lee Orr had a big corner three. And then KD... I mean, yep. did, I think he made one shot in the second half, but obviously, it was essentially it, the game. Yeah, it was the yeah, game winner. The game winner. Yeah, he's uh, he's that guy. <laughs> he will never not be confident. Um, it doesn't matter how bad of a game he's having. I mean, this was the wave us on that. This was his worst game of the year, and he still hits the game winner. I mean, he's he's a guy that you're comfortable taking that shot at the end. Uh, I'm glad he's okay. He took a nasty. Uh, yeah, he did. Hit on the floor late, um, but staying in the game after that. It's a tough kid, uh, man. Um, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's no on the floor a lot and uh, and hurting. Like you can you can tell it hurt, but he gets back up and keeps playing. So, yeah. and was Auburn won the okay. shooting battle? Uh, lost free throw ratio again, like they have in most games this year. Well, that. That uh, that was on uh, the the old zebras. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Wendell Green I, I, has I'm never been fouled more in his life. I'm convinced of it because he because yeah. Collins was on him and okay playing a uh, great D sure, but fouling the crap out of him every time he was coming down the floor, like just just all over him. Yeah, it's uh, so that's a. I mean, he's a veteran point guard. That is a veteran move. That is uh, it's a Chris Paul special. 
it is the thought that they can't call a foul every time. So yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to be inside yeah. your shorts the entire game. And I'm going to foul you every time down the floor and dare them to call it. Yeah. He, Cause he could have fouled out four times in that game. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's, right. that's 20 fouls. Not, <laughs> not yeah. and when the you're, fifth foul four times. Yeah. Uh, when you're a strong kind of tall, not tall, but a taller point guard, um, like that you just especially going up against you know zepp and, and wendell or, or is it wendell or wendell i keep wendell. going back and forth it's Wendell. Uh, okay i've always heard wendell okay and wendell's a smaller guy so you, you be physical with him and it's the same thing they're going to do to jabari that's the same thing they're going to do to kester yeah. you know uh, okoro for them was killing us early on and you know we'll talk about i'm sure the rebounding issues yep. Just pushing they us in the back just, every time. It's crazy. Yeah, they were they were bigger <laughs> and stronger and daring the officials to call anything, and they didn't. And, you know, good on them for realizing they weren't going to call it. Well, uh, and I'll say, like, in the first half, they just let everything – like, they let them play, buddy, and it was mm-hmm. great. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, just let them play. But then when you totally switch how you call the game in the second half, it just it, – it, it, I mean, what happened to us happens. Because it takes you a while to figure it out, and, and I I feel real bad for for Devin in this game because he got I think was it three fouls in like two minutes, um, and, and they weren't really fouls, and they definitely were not fouls in the first half of the game, um, and and that really stunk for him, um, and I mean ruined any chance of him having a good game in this game, um. Oh, how about the Jalen Williams on a happier note? Tomahawk dunk. Boy, that was <laughs> it's only only bucket of the night, but he's showing that turf toe. Uh, didn't stop him from uh, getting up. I mean, huge dunk and uh, transition. Those was the second half, wasn't it? Yeah, I was watching on my phone, so I thought it was Devin because um, he had the headband. Because well, they're both wearing the headband now. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm on my phone, so it's smaller. And I can't really see as well and, and then i was like wait that was Jalen." it was, uh, it yeah. was a much uh as, as almost as surprising as the uh the off the backboard dunk that he did his freshman year it was good <laughs> good dunk. almost forgot about that one um auburn won the turnover battle and that was the other big uh, aspect of uh, staying in this game as st louis was put a big lead auburn took care of the basketball at least um 16% to 24%, 11 turnovers to 17% for St. Louis. Um, uh, Auburn, and, I mean, that's, that's kind of been the recipe all year for Auburn is taking care of the basketball. Yeah. They've won turnover rate in almost every game they've played, maybe all of them. Um, and when you're shooting decent and you're taking care of the ball, that regardless of fouls and rebounds, that'll go a long ways. Um, but the rebound, the uh, Rebound battle was ugly. Uh, St. Louis brought in as many offensive rebounds as Auburn had defensive rebounds. 50-50 yeah, on that short. Tough. Um, yeah. And then Auburn only grabbing eight offensive glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what happened in this game. We, weren't, we were not going after the rebounds, which really I, I don't know if it, it was, was a irritating. strategy of, hey, we're going to try and get back more, or if it was just the way the game flow played out it, yeah, uh, I, I, there was also quite a bit of you know 
know, I mentioned they did not make a three in the first half. Well, they, you know, missing threes means long rebounds. There were a lot of, we had, we had guys weak side, we had guys ball side positioned for the rebound. No, they're not even having to box anybody out. And the thing caroms off because it's such a terrible shot. <laughs> it caroms off at 15 feet right to one yeah. of their guys that happened yeah. to be standing there. So we, we had that half four or five. How many rebounds did Collins have? Because I swear he had 40. Well, he had eight. He was <laughs> yeah, pushing okay. for a okay. triple double. I, th- I thought he had a I thought he had a double double with rebounds and he was short. He had a double double. I know he was pushing for a triple double, but I didn't remember which one what categories he had it in. I thought he had he led them in rebounds. Yeah, okay. Okay. I because I, I, I would have sworn he pulled in forty rebounds. Like it was in, in, insane. Uh, yeah, but and, Bruce and did make point of it after the game of even though we got beat so bad rebounding, we won the second half or second chance points. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. They Just they were not they were getting, getting those long rebounds. They were not getting uh, second chance points on those shots. Yeah, and those those long rebounds just basically turn into another possession. And if you're right. playing solid, you know, fundamental defense, you know, you have, you stand a good chance of getting a stop again, and then you get, you know, you get the other rebound. Well, okay, they put up two shots, they got one rebound, we got one rebound, but it's still an empty possession. Yeah the the big the biggest I mean one of the biggest reasons obviously you just don't want to give second chances, but the biggest reason you don't. Um, Want guy to let them get offensive rebounds is it tires you out because you've got to play defense that much longer. Uh, and if you keep giving it up and you keep ha- like you keep having to play, essentially like if you give up two offensive rebounds and and on the same trip down the floor, you're having to play three possessions of defense, and that that's exhausting. Um, uh, and I mean the the odds aren't in your favor, obviously, but it's just the 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 whole the fact that you had to play defense that that long. That uh, that can really it wears on you. Yeah, uh, Walker Kessler, kind of the MVP for this game. He, looking back, he may have played more minutes than any starting center has played for Auburn in years. Years. If you played thirty minutes time. in this one, um, it's been traditionally like a fifty-fifty split the last couple of years. Um, but nineteen points, nine Dylan. rebounds. Four blocks. Um, Dylan got him. Dylan played it. He gave. He got. Well, he only had two fouls. He played <laughs> a good ten minutes, but the. I mean, like when you play the last eight minutes consecutively, you're you're going to kind of run yeah, them up. True. Uh, Walker hit two free throws late as well. Uh, Bruce said if he. <laughs> Bruce said if he had missed one of them, he would have killed him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was a post game quote. He, he uh, told everybody that. Um, just short of another double double. Um, hey, I can't really believe he didn't have a double right double. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's the no, most. We just didn't have enough rebounds, period. Right. right. Yeah, it's the most minutes we've had a center play this year, other than uh, Jalen played 32 game. against UConn. Oh, yeah. And there were 10 extra minutes in the game. Yeah. yeah. Which means there's um, another, you know, another 100 minutes to cover. Yeah. That's funny. Oh man, but yeah, um, I like watching Walker in this game was. I, I think for many people, a revelation of oh man, we got this, this we can do this. Um, and I, you know, I don't. I, this is not something we drew up last minute, so it's probably just something Bruce had in his back pocket. 
and maybe we didn't want to use it until we had to and turned out we had to so well and i can't tell you if we did it if we've done it other games but what third uh drew it back to was literally the st louis game in birmingham two years ago yeah was we went uh i think we ran high ball screen that exact play i mean we changed the positions that we're doing some of the things because a lot of times the high ball screener was a Coro. Right. And then, yeah, you were running that with Austin Wiley. <laughs> uh, well, they yeah, they did. We, we, we did, but uh, Austin's not catching those oops like that. Right. Not quite as athletic to make some of those plays. I guess is my point. Yeah. He's just setting the screen. And then instead of the, uh, the four guard as, as, uh, as Bruce calls it being in the corner, it was Anthony. And yeah. the, down the stretch of that game, it was Okoro setting the screen for Javon, and then Javon dishing driving and, and dishing to Anthony. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't even know. Like, the plan was probably get the ball to Jabari, if I had to guess, mm-hmm. out there on the wing every as much as you can. <laughs> but what that, but they never did. Yeah. So they stopped like the him hitting the one shot opened everything else up. And the really the only time I can think of that we had to like move the ball around a little bit out of that is the Leor shot. The rest of the time it was the, the one pass to Jabari. He hits it. Then the oop, 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 Wendell. Uh, and then, and then mixed in there was the, the Leor shot. And then of course, KD's where he, where he took it in. But, um, the rest of the time, it was just one read, basically. Yeah. The old, it's the Nick Marshall, Gus Malzahn offense. That's exactly <laughs> it. Leo Berman, uh, effective field goal percentage of 125%. Perfect from two and three in this game. Amazing. Yeah, uh, 16 points, five points, a rebound. Good uh, defense, too, from Leo. Yeah, I mean, he, he picked up four though. fouls because, but because of his aggressive defense. But I, I guess we can get into this now. The easy answer was for Alan Flanagan coming back was supposed to be he takes Leor's minutes. He's the walk-on. He was kind of just filling a spot. Um, I don't think you can do that at this point. Well, I mean, you can, I, he'll take some of his minutes, but you know Leor's not going to be playing 16 minutes a game. I don't. I don't, I don't think he goes to the bench permanently. I don't think Alan comes in, and I don't think Alan's playing his full minutes. No, until, certainly not. I, until a month from now, I bet. Yeah, I, I think you see there's a there's a stretch of home games at the end of January, early February, where I think he kind of that might be the target for Allen to kind of come into his own, maybe get the starting role back. Um, it sounds like he might be playing in the Murray State game this week. Yeah, uh, hasn't been confirmed, but it. I mean, Bruce was he told the media that if this was a tournament. NCAA tournament right now, he would be playing. Um, but, you know, no reason to rush him back, especially in non-conference play. Um, if I had to guess, probably play about 10 minutes uh, this week and against LSU. Um, but again, it's not just going to be Leor doesn't play anymore. Right. Uh, he's, he's earned a spot to, to play minutes on this team. Um, so it might be a little bit of his minutes. Uh, he'll take some from Devin. Take some from Chris Moore. Uh, yeah, that that was going to be my my thing. Uh, do do y'all know how many points Chris Moore has scored in our last five games? Two, seven. 
Devin. Yeah. Now I know he hasn't. Not that he's not shooting well. He's just not shooting the ball much. Yeah. Yeah. He had two against Yale. Uh, he did not play against Nebraska, so right. I, I will give him that. Um, had two against uh, UNA. Had five against Yale. Did not score against UCF or St. Louis. Yeah, I, I it stinks because I really like uh, Chris Moore, but I do too. I, I, I don't think it's an indictment on Chris Moore though. I do. No, I think he's a good player. I, I think it's. I think it's a. There's too many other good players. Back of the he's he's suffering from the same thing as Stretch right now. And Leo offers not a good basketball player. I think Leo offers something he doesn't. Is is the issue? Right. He's like, a got a three point shot, and that's what his team needs more of. Um. Uh, there's still a spot for Chris Moore on this team. Injuries are going to happen. Guys are going to get nicked up. Uh, he's shown that he can play the three and the four. Uh, when Jalen didn't play against UNA, this was the backup power forward, Jabari. Um, it's, it stinks that his minutes going to get cut this year, but um, you know, he, he still has a role in this team. Yeah, I, I, uh, I hope it. I hope it doesn't mean we don't see him next year because he's he's in line for a lot more playing time next year if he sticks around. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if Allen and Jabari both leave, they'll get a lot more minutes next year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I but think yeah. that's a uh, win, not not if. Uh, the if was more for Allen. I mean, it just depends do. on how he looks. I mean, if he's... I don't think he would be playing if he wasn't fully healthy, but yeah, uh, Achilles injuries... You never know. Um, but excited to get him back. Uh, he's a big he's a big player that's missing from this team. And this team has looked good without him. But clearly missing another solid rebounder. Um, going to miss his scoring ability. Um, you know, games like this, Devin and Chris Moore didn't play great. Neither one of them have really build the stat sheet much. Devin's been good on defense and his plus minus is one of the best in the team. But having another veteran consistent score uh, is only gonna make this team deeper and better. I think it's awesome that we're about to get our best defender back when uh this team has been really good on defense already. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, that is that's I don't know. Best, best defender is such a hard Title. Well, so, our, our best team our best so many guys at different things. Yeah, I mean, Katie Johnson, great defender. Zep, Zep Jasper, great defender. Yeah. Walker Kessler, great defender. They all do different things, though. Um, mm-hmm. In previous years, like when Okoro was on the team, it was, oh, he's just going to guard the best player. Yeah. But yeah, Auburn yeah. has such depth with their defenders right now. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to match guys. But, but Flan is our, our most, um, our most com- comparable to uh, Chuma or Okoro on this team, as far as how many how sure. many different positions he could guard, um, assuming he's healthy. So, well, and the the best part about having him back is that he uh, he'll get to just play one position this year. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Doesn't have to play and, point guard. Yeah. Doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to try and put up ten threes a game. Yeah, he can, but uh, he he might shoot. You know, more than, certainly more than he did his freshman year. Uh, oh well, uh, yeah. With progress that he made between freshman and sophomore year, if he has made a sliver of that uh, progress on top of it this between this offseason, I mean, 
I just hope a, he doesn't. He was a what, second team All SEC before the season, with yeah. coaches knowing he had the injury. Right? Yeah. yeah, I I just hope he he doesn't press too much. Doesn't doesn't try a little bit too hard coming back trying to get fit into this team. I I I, I trust Bruce not to let him do that. Um, right. And you can't you can't tell a guy don't go hard. Yeah. But you can live minutes. I mean, we have the depth to not. Like if he's out there yeah. playing twenty five minutes against Murray State, oh no, I'll have that's not going to happen. Right, gonna I, happen. no I, reason to believe that will. But. I kind of feel like he might get three minutes against Murray State. Uh, I figured it might be between yeah. five and ten, but closer to five. Yeah, um, maybe just like you know, minute and a half, two minutes in two or three spurts. But, I mean, uh, there right. there is a world where. He just doesn't ever start this year, and he plays 15, 20 minutes a game. Um, yeah, well, and, and think about what that means your second team is of Wendell Green, Leo Berman, Alan Flanagan, uh, Jalen Williams, and Dylan Carwell. Yeah, it's incredible. It's second, it's your second group. It's incredible. Like that—that that would be uh, that would beat any Auburn team in the last twenty-ish years. <laughs> Sam's the final four team. Yeah, right. Crazy. It's crazy yeah. to think about how we can gush about the depth. Of this Look at us. All day. Look at us. Every Look every us. time, every time we like good things happen to this basketball team, I am Paul Rudd uh, from me. <laughs> yeah. What a thought. Uh, yeah. I, it's it's not something I thought when I saw Quinnell Brown start center for us <laughs> in, in two thousand five. <laughs> Oh, Ryan, it was so bad for so long. Oh. It was so bad that as a mega Auburn fan growing up, I did not care at all about Auburn basketball. I mean, not in the slightest. Man, it was uh, it was uh it was rough. It was especially rough because like I had not really cared about Auburn basketball that much until we were good in in 1998. Um and uh, so, and that's you know my formative years. I'm you know 14 years old. Where Auburn's awesome, and I'm going to Auburn. You know, I, I knew then I was going to Auburn, and uh, and uh, Auburn basketball uh, or Auburn football stank like real bad in '98. Um, and uh, we had a long road to go. And so, you know, then I come to school and I'm like, all right, we, we, you know, we got Cliff Fellas. We got all these, we had a bunch of people from North Alabama on the team. It's cool. It's cool. And then it wasn't anymore. And then it didn't get much better. Uh, you know, it, 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 it was rough. Cause I, I, like I had this vision of like, all right, Auburn's going to be awesome now. And then I just accepted, oh, well, if we're going to be good in football, then we're going to stink at basketball. That's just how this goes. <laughs> right. So six to six, baby. We're winning it all. Say, it's playing out right now. <laughs> uh, all right. This week, uh, just the one game, no game in this weekend with Christmas. Uh, Auburn takes on Murray State. Luckily, no John Morant on this team anymore. Um, <laughs> still the best player I've seen in Auburn Arena. Um, and that's, you know, there's been plenty of good guys in the SEC over the last 10 years or so. John Morant takes the cake, though. Uh, Murray State at five o'clock on Wednesday. So to get there a little early if you're coming from work, uh, they're a another top 100 Ken Palm team. 
Um, they're just kind of scanning their Ken Palm page. They're pretty average at everything. I mean, they're middle of the road on height experience. Uh, both the offense and the defense are nothing special, but not bad. Um, they're a good shooting team, good rebounding team. The rebounding concerns me a little bit. Uh, they're a, I think they're a top 40 offensive rebounding team. Um, they've got a lot of guys involved, four guys in double digits uh, scoring average. Uh, they take a middle of the road twos and threes. They're good at both of them. Um, the only thing they're bad at on offense is free throw shooting. So hopefully the jungle can help uh, exasperate that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is another good resume builder. Uh, not that it's going to be a, you know, a top 10, top 20 team at the end of the year, but very easily could be a tournament team that Auburn can say they beat if they win this game. Yeah. Um, the, the guy I'm kind of worried about on Murray State, Kevin Brown, he's a 6'5 wing slash two guard. Uh, his Ken Palm page says that he's started every game, but they list him as the backup for the point shooting guard and small forward. So I don't really know what his role is. I think he just does everything for this team. So he's, uh, he's there. Plays, Alan, uh, Alan yeah, from 2020. Pretty yeah. much. He plays 35 minutes a game. Uh, averages 19.6 rebounds, four assists. He's shooting 45% three. Um, he's scored in double digits in every game. He's he's the guy that's going to be their go-to scorer. So, um, I'm curious who will be his primary defender. It should be Devin, but if they kind of mix and match at the three like they did last game, we'll see. Well, I you know. They'll probably run him around a lot of screens. That's what I would do to try and, especially as, as man-heavy as we are. And the fact that we switch every screen. Um, you know, that's what, uh, that's a lot of what St. Louis did. Yep. They knew we were going to switch every screen, so they were trying to get Collins on somebody else so they could get past him quick. And uh, Unfortunately for him... <laughs> It's yeah. a, it's a har- harder uh, or easier said than done. Yeah. Well, Walker Kessler's still standing in there. Yeah. yeah. So, and there's no defensive three in the key in uh, in college basketball. So yeah. we just have to play well. Um, I, it's not it's not anything super complicated. They are a they're a good team. Um, they're going to be hungry. They're going to be ready to play. But we are a better team, and we're playing at home. Yeah, it's definitely a – if Auburn plays our game, they win this game by 10. It's not uh, impossible for them to lose this game if they don't play well. Um, but it's it's up to Auburn to, to play their game, though. Uh, defensively, they're, they're, again, pretty average across the board. Uh, if they have any weakness, it's that they give up a, a lot of a lot of two-pointers at a very high rate. Uh, mm. Maybe that means we keep running that play to Walker. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's on tape, so surely they'll try to defend against it. Although, what do you do? Because we're going to throw it out to Jabari or 
uh, KD or uh, Wendell's going to keep it or, uh, you, you know. Just run the play until somebody stops it. Yeah, yeah true. And, and, I mean, you know, it's it, it's not perfectly analogous to football because there's only so many things you can do. Um, right. You know, a high ball screen is a high ball screen. Uh, now you can add some cutters to it and things like that. But, you know, you just – you run something like that a few times, see how, see how they play against it. You run your other sets and play off of that. How are they? Uh, do they protect the ball well? Um, on on offense, you mean? Yeah. Do they turn it over? Uh, they're not great with the turnover rate. Uh, they're about twenty percent. Um, so you'll you'll probably see KD and. Uh, and Zeb going after them. They they play a pretty slow tempo. Uh, they're 260th in the country on time or average possession length. So um, maybe uh, you see that full court press get them into some bad situations in this game. I think that just about does it for this week. Um, not quite sure how the schedule is going to pan out next week. We might wait and record after the, the bowl game uh, and then there's the LSU game on Wednesday so I, I really don't know Yeah. Um, but everybody have a Merry Christmas um, Chief do we have a new stinger at the end of the show at this point nope no, no. I guess Bo knows what, what he's doing speaking of Bo I just want to give my dad a shout out or my dad's boss I guess <laughs> they they were doing a Christmas exchange and my dad uh the guy got my dad a signed Bo Jackson picture of the uh Bonos with the shoulder pads in the bat. The, the iconic one. Nice. Yeah. Pretty Actually, cool. you know what? A little, little, little jealous. But Screw it. Bonos. Bonos. Yeah, before too long we're gonna be talking about uh, an ad campaign with Jabari in it. So So hey, he does have some sort of deal with uh, under Official, he's officially Under Armour athlete now. Probably just this really, year. Yeah, I would think. I don't think it's an NBA deal. I no. hope. God, I hope. I hope nobody <laughs> let him do that. No. I mean, I, but, it works you know, for the greatest shooter in NBA history. It's true. They need they, and he's not getting any younger, so they need mm-hmm. you know somebody new that they could pay a lot of money to. So if money's your thing, and style isn't. Under Armour's for you. I think the, the fallacy there is Under Armour spending a lot of money because they don't really have that at this point. Well, <laughs> is, uh, is Cam still an Under Armour guy or is it kind of? Yes. Okay. Yes, he is. Well, not, not for long. Uh, not for long. God, God bless him. Love <laughs> that man. Pretty cool. Merry Christmas. Uh, go Cam. Go Jabari. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah.